Welcome to my podcast. I'm the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. You are complicated. Everything seems to have been figured out, except how to live a happy life guided by wisdom and reason. What does it mean to be a good person? What is love? Who am I before I was told who I am? Why haven't I found myself yet? Why do I have regrets? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, we've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. We grow to fear that we will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if we think for ourselves and question the rules and roles that we've been told define us. Only when wisdom and reason removes this illusion can we live authentically in the world around us and become our real selves. Episode number 43. What is the best golden rule to live by? What does it mean to be a good person? How do you live a good life? The golden rule seems to be a pretty sensible path to follow in order to live the virtuous life of a good person. But which one? This may surprise you. You have a choice. There is not just one, but two different versions of the golden rule. Mark your birthday calendar every year on September 28 in the year 551 BCE. This is the traditional birth date of one of the most important and influential philosophers in world history. He was born five centuries before Jesus. And today, more than two and a half thousand years after his birth, his wisdom and teachings continue to have a profound impact on the thinking and way of life of hundreds of millions of humans. In East Asian countries, such as Japan, Korea, and especially China, his influence on the lives of others is so deep and lasting that it can only be measured against the impact of Muhammad, Siddhartha, and Jesus. His name is Confucius and he is considered the paragon of Chinese philosophers. In the Analects, a diary of the dialogues between Confucius and his disciples, among his most famous teachings, in chapter 15, verse 23, Confucius replies, to his disciple, Zigong. Do not do to others 
what you would not want others to do to you. This is the negative version of the positive version of the Golden Rule, expressed by Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 12 of the New Testament. Jesus claims to summarize the whole of the Old Testament in a single sentence. Do to others what you would have others do to you. The Golden Rule is often portrayed by Christians as an exclusively Christian concept. Obviously, it's not. Confucius is the creator of the Golden Rule. He preceded Jesus by about 500 years. Do not do to others what you would not want others to do to you. Do to others what you would have others do to you. At first, you may be tempted to believe that these two teachings are identical in meaning. But you would be wrong, very wrong. In fact, there are several profound differences between the golden rule of Confucius and that of Jesus. Big differences that determine both what it means to be a good person and how to live a good life. The golden rule of Confucius commands us to refrain from certain actions and behaviors, while the golden rule of Jesus commands us to engage in certain behaviors and actions. In general, it is much easier not to do something than to go out of your way to spend the time and attention and go through the trouble to do something. Not doing something is easier than doing something. Even more so if it is inconvenient or difficult or uncomfortable or costly for you to do something compared to not doing it. This, then, is the first important difference between Jesus and Confucius and the two golden rules. In other words, Confucius is less demanding of you than Jesus. For example, the Ten Commandments of the Old Testament delivered from God to humanity by Moses is a bargain. Only three of God's commandments are the more demanding do rules. And the other seven commandments are the easier to obey do not rules. So, thank you, God. But there is a second, even more important difference between Jesus 
and Confucius. Their motivations are very different. Jesus and Confucius are motivated by different reasons and different purposes. Confucius is exclusively concerned with relationships between individuals and between the individual and the community and with how these social relationships may best be used to promote both individual and general happiness. In other words, Confucius puts the other person's needs first. On the other hand, Jesus also is concerned with relationships between persons, but Jesus is primarily concerned with the relationship between the individual and God. Jesus sees your relationship with God as paramount. Jesus commands his followers to obey his golden rule, primarily because, as he puts it, this sums up the law and the prophets. In other words, Jesus prioritizes the self over the other and God over the community. Jesus is less concerned with the other person's needs than with your relationship with God and God's divine opinion of you. If we follow Jesus's golden rule, then we will be in a right relationship with God and, as a bonus, with other people. Your relationship with other people will be positive and happy, but Jesus is more concerned with whether God is happy, happy with the kind of person you are, and happy with how you live your life. In short, Confucius prioritizes the other person first, but Jesus prioritizes God first. Their motivations are not just different, but in conflict. If you must choose between whether God is happy or whether your neighbor is happy, Jesus commands that first you must please God, even at the expense of your neighbor's disappointment and suffering. Confucius, on the other hand, is interested exclusively in how to help you achieve a happy life and a happy world. Fundamentally, the golden rule of Confucius is more useful and more beneficial for the self and for society than Jesus's golden rule. Christians tend to see all non-Christian cultures and belief systems as sinful and immoral. Confucius and his golden rule are powerful evidence 
that even in non-Christian societies, even in the absence of Moses, Jesus, and the divine commands and influence of the Bible, human reason and human wisdom lead to a morality that is equal to Jesus without Jesus. Maybe during those 18 lost years between ages 12 and 30, when we know almost nothing about his life, Jesus studied Confucius and the Analects. A third significant difference between Confucius and Jesus is really an imperfection. Jesus' golden rule states that you ought to treat others as you want to be treated. But this rule makes three uncritical assumptions that are not always true and often false. First, Jesus assumes that everyone wants to be treated the same way by you. This makes sense only in the kind of small, rural, homogeneous society populated by illiterate, uneducated, superstitious peasants of the kind that Jesus and his followers were familiar with. Second, Jesus assumes that every individual you meet, regardless of the kind of person and the kind of situation, desires to be treated the same way by you at all times and places. It is more likely that the same person may want to be treated differently in different situations or treated differently with age or treated differently based on the facts and circumstances of the moment. Third, Jesus assumes that everyone wants to be treated the same way by you that you want to be treated by them. Human desires and human wants are unpredictable, casually changeable and fickle. Each individual is different. Suppose that you are a selfish and greedy person. Then you want more from others than you justly deserve to receive. Does Jesus' golden rule command that you should give more to me than a just amount? Because that's what you would want and expect from me? What if I'm not a greedy person? What if I don't want to be treated better than I justly deserve? What if I want to be treated worse by you than you want and expect to be treated by myself. On the other hand, suppose that you believe that people are predators, that the strong ought to survive and the weak perish. 
that no one should expect or give charity, and to do so threatens the survival of society. Does Jesus' golden rule command that you should give me nothing? Because that's what you would want and expect from me? What if I want to be treated better by you than you prefer and expect to be treated by myself? Jesus' golden rule, no matter how golden it is, just doesn't work for everyone everywhere, regardless of the kind of person you are and regardless of the kind of situation it is. Maybe Jesus should have said that you ought to treat others not the way you want to be treated, but the way they want to be treated. Jesus' golden rule overemphasizes the kind of person you are. The defect in Jesus' golden rule is all too clear. Every individual is different. On the other hand, the golden rule of Confucius commands that we not do to others what we ourselves do not desire. Guiding our actions in this way there is less subjectivity and less dependence on the kind of person you are and on your individual and fickle tastes and preferences. Thus, as a result, Confucius creates more common ground and a stronger bridge than Jesus between the individual and the other person's desires and needs. Fourth, Jesus' golden rule, at first glance, appears to be a means to direct the social behavior of his followers toward a selfless, altruistic end. Essentially, if you want to be treated well, then you should treat other people well, says Jesus. But is his golden rule really selfless? Or is it really quite selfish? It's all about you. It's about you knowing what is best for other people. You knowing what others want and need. You knowing how others would like to be treated. That's a pretty big assumption in a philosophically diverse and multicultural society like yours, in a philosophically diverse and multicultural world like ours. Jesus assumes that you and the other person possess the same personal values and the same core beliefs. Jesus assumes that you and the other person place the same value and the same worth on the same desires and the same needs, and that the other person interprets and approves of your act of altruism and charity 
in the same intellectual and emotional spirit as you do. Essentially, Jesus assumes that you know how the other person wants to be treated even more and better than that person knows himself. Jesus' golden rule is not really selfless. It's not about your needy neighbor. It's not about your troubled friend. It's not about the other person's wants and desires. It's about you. It's about your wants. It's about your expectations. And it's about how you would prefer to be treated. If you think deeply about it, Jesus' golden rule is more selfish and more self-centered than self-sacrificing and selfless. Fifth, and finally, Jesus' golden rule does not answer the big question. What is right and what is wrong? Rightness and wrongness are left up to you. Let me show you what I mean with some thought experiments. First, imagine that you are dying of brain cancer and there is no chance, no possibility of your recovery. Do you want your mother to tell the truth to you or lie to you? Suppose you want her to lie. You want your mother to tell you that there is hope, that you just may recover in time. Because a lie would make you happy, and a positive, optimistic outlook just might extend your life. Second, now imagine that you have a brother. Your brother is dying of brain cancer with no hope of recovery. But unlike you, suppose your brother wants your mother to tell the truth to him. Because the truth would make him happy. And knowing the truth would motivate your brother to make those difficult but necessary end-of-life choices and decisions. Finally, Imagine that your mother is dying hopelessly of brain cancer. You and your brother can tell the truth to your mother or lie to her. The question is, what do you and your brother choose to do in order to follow Jesus' golden rule? Do to others what you would have others do to you? Well, the answer is not the same for you and your brother. You ought to lie to your mother because that's what you would have your mother do to you in the same situation. However, your brother should tell the truth to his mother for the same reason. 
because that's what he would have his mother do to him in the same situation. So, is it right or wrong to tell her the truth? Is it right or wrong to lie? The answer is, it's both right and wrong. It's right for you to lie, and it's wrong for you to tell the truth. It's right for your brother to tell the truth, and it's wrong for him to lie. In other words, rightness and wrongness are in the eye of the beholder. There is no timeless rule that will spell out for everyone, everywhere, what is rightness and wrongness. There is no rule that will tell you how to be a good person, no matter how golden it is. It's up to you. It's up to the kind of person you are now and the kind of situation it is now. You, the individual, must choose what is good and what is evil. You must choose what is right and what is wrong. And you must choose from situation to situation and from moment to moment. Your choices are your choices, and my choices are my choices. Our choices may be different, but both are right. Right for the one doing the choosing. So, to sum up, why is Confucius right and Jesus wrong? Well, Confucius is less demanding and easier to obey than Jesus. Confucius is more altruistic and more centered on the other person's needs and feelings than Jesus. Confucius is more selfless and less selfish than Jesus. Confucius's meaning is less subjective and more plain, clear, and readily understandable compared to Jesus. Confucius is not as morally ambiguous as Jesus. On the other hand, if you obey successfully Jesus' golden rule, then God will be pleased with you. However, from what I have seen, God doesn't seem to be too interested or too concerned with how we behave or with how we treat each other. Judging from his lack of responsiveness and lack of involvement in the world, God appears to be completely indifferent and apathetic as an audience of human affairs. Bottom line, 
If you prefer the golden rule of Confucius and you strive to be a good Christian, then it's pretty simple and easy to live a good life. Don't ask, what would Jesus do? Ask, what would Satan do? Just figure out what Satan would do and don't do it. There is no better role model of bad behavior than Satan. Maybe that's why God created Satan in the first place. Don't do to others what you don't want others to do to you, said Confucius. Don't do to others what Satan would do, said God. Just be less like Satan and you will be more like Jesus. That's the simple and easy way to be a good person and to live a good life. The way of Confucius, the creator of the golden rule. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the Laughing Philosopher. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I've devoted my professional life to the intersection of sociology and philosophy, where the contemporary problems of life meet the ideas and convictions of the greatest human minds. Join me by subscribing to the Laughing Philosopher as we use reason and wisdom to explore big answers to the most important of all big questions, how to live.